Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We may be having this discussion sooner rather than later. I I hate to say it, but um, Brock Purdy, it's just hard to imagine a situation where he falls off the face of the earth these last three weeks of the year. You're going to have the Ravens, then at Commanders versus the Rams to end the year. And if we've seen the 49ers for what they are this year, um, besides the, the, the month of uh, well, the month of October, really, um, they've competed against the best teams in the NFL and hammered the best teams in the NFL. They killed the Eagles. They killed the Cowboys. They've had a lot of success even against good defenses. It's hard to imagine, and I know that the Ravens are a good team, best team in the AFC, uh, I know the Rams are right there, I think, it, uh, you know, with a chance to make the playoffs. But it's hard to imagine a situation where Brock Purdy is going to throw a bunch of picks and fall off the face of the earth the last three weeks of the year. And who knows if they rest him the last week against the Rams. We'll see how it all figures out, if they can wrap up the number one seed. But this is kind of unprecedented, where you have a, a year – um, in the NFL, where you have all these elite quarterbacks sort of flailing around and a guy who is Mr. Irrelevant, who I definitely have had doubts about along the way, he's just showing up and showing out every week, spreading the ball to his pl- playmakers and getting stats. It may be run after the catch. You may not be impressed with anything he does on a football field besides managing game after game, but the stats and the metrics back up the fact that he should win the NFL's most valuable player. And it's, it's nuts. I do think that we need to have a discussion going forward if he does win the award about maybe getting running backs involved. Running backs, wide receivers, they, they can be just as valuable. They can be more valuable in a lot of ways. I would Again, I would say Christian McCaffrey is the most valuable player on that entire 49ers team, and ultimately that would make him the most valuable player in the NFC. But because it's a quarterback award, the case seems to be made for Brock Purdy. I think it's unfortunate that we don't really spread the – wealth when it comes to different position groups, but that's what this award has become. It's like the Heisman as well. Maybe he should just give it to to him like Ja gave Bain the most improved. Like this is actually most, meant for, hey, hold this up, is hold meant up. for you. Yeah, this well, is actually meant for but you. But hold up. Most <laughs> most improved is uh, I mean most valuable player, most improved and yeah, no. We can't I wasn't we, making a one to one game. We're not giving those away. We're not you giving away. You know exactly most what I was trying players. to say. Yeah. But he, I mean I hope I hope if he does win MVP, he steps up to the podium and gives credit to the rest of his team. Yeah, it would because be funny if he was like it was all me. Yeah. <laughs> it was all me. I hope he gives credit to the rest of his team because that's ultimately why he will be winning this award right. uh, by the time we get to the end of the year. But Brock Purdy, minus 200. And Dak, just 
It was right there. It was right there it. for you, brother. You had it. And honestly, a $60 million a year extension was right there for you if you won that award. Back, it though. still could happen, and yeah. I think he will bounce back, but it was right there for you, Dak. We, you could have changed the narrative in a lot of ways by winning that award. You were the chosen one. But, <laughs> but you couldn't do it. You just couldn't do it. When push came to shove, you really, really struggled. Now, uh, that'll do it for the first hour of the show. We need to go ahead and get to the second hour. And we start the second hour every day with my man Jeff Calkins, Daily Memphian columnist, also from the Jeff Calkins Show right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. We'll do that next right here. It's the Gabe Coon Show. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how was your weekend? Uh, weekend was good. Good to hear. Good to hear. You got all your holiday shopping done? I know I did over the weekend, so that's nice. I actually, I, I mean, I typically wouldn't. It's been a, you know, we have a week, uh, and so I would typically be shopping up to the last minute, but because... I'm flying to New York City for Christmas. I have to sort of get stuff, and I'm not checking bags and presents. I have to mail everything there yep. or get stuff online there one way or the other. And so you've got to kind of sort of take care of in advance. And so it's a little weird. I actually am totally done with my Christmas shopping, which is clearly the earliest I have ever been able to say that. Yeah. Um, is it a Christmas gift that the AP poll finally put Memphis in the top 25, or are we uh... – was it? Did they just have to? I don't finally. think it's a. Yeah, I don't think it was. A, it, it was weird. You know what? It's interesting because after that game, it's just a, what a tremendous day uh, yeah. at FedEx Forum, and after that win over Clemson, um, you know, I, I tweeted out, you know, uh, these are your soon to be ranked, whatever else. But then I actually started looking at it, and I, the problem with it is, is that if people who rank, if what they do is is rather than take a fresh look every week, they just look at their previous rankings and see what teams have done. The real problem was is that only the only team in the sort of lower half of the top 25 who lost was Northwestern. Like, no one else lost. And so they 100% on their body of work deserve to be ranked and honestly did last week. Um, but there was a – by, by the time I did my show this morning, I talked myself into – Maybe they'll get screwed again just because who are you moving out in order to move the Tigers in if you're going about it in that way of, you know, of, of taking what, you, what happened the previous week as, as, you know, written in stone and needing to find people to remove. So um, I was glad they finally made it. I still think they're underranked. So yeah, I, I was going to say, I think the secret of it is I yeah. don't think there's 22 teams still better than Tigers in the country right now. There's and especially, not, but that's and especially not, metric last week. Right. They weren't last week. Correct. So if that, were the, if that were the exercise that people engaged in, are there 20, you know, then they would have been <laughs> ranked last week. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm glad they finally are ranked. And, of course, if they happen to lose tomorrow, people will move them right out. You yep. know, it's just the way it works and the other secret of it is i kind of i, I enjoy the tigers being underranked in a to a certain extent because i think it just it, it helps them have a chip on their shoulder uh throughout the year 
to not have the national exposure and the national attention they thought they'd be getting at this point, being 8-2 and two with three top 25 wins and potential with four tomorrow. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that. I think there is a you know some sort of psychological edge to that. I, I, you know, I, I think they were going to be fired up for that Clemson game with fifteen thousand people there. Yes. Um, you know that atmosphere, no matter what. Um, I do understand why people think that's a good thing. I really like seeing the little number next to their name. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, I like seeing the number next to the name. I like to see that in every roundup. You know, like in every roundup now, they'll be included in top 25 roundup. And every, you know, it, it, it over at ESPN, there's, it, it, instead of going to have to go to the American, you know, results to find Memphis, it'll be in the top 25 results. It's where they belong. It's what they have earned. And I'm glad to see that they've gotten that final. And then uh, if they do, if they do happen to win tomorrow at six against Virginia, I, I was thinking about this. When's the next time they'll lose? Because you're going to have Vandy, Austin P to wrap up out of conference. Then you get into conference. Tulsa, SMU, right. UTSA, Wichita State, South Florida. Maybe at Tulane would be a little bit of a a, a, a little bit of a trap game or, or some trouble in the middle of uh, uh, January. But even that, like I, I just I don't know when the next time this team will lose. And obviously, you can't foresee that with some of these these opponents they're going to play. They just can't slip up. Right. I mean, and, and that's, of course, the, the challenge is, is that that's a, it's a totally different challenge. Right now, they've had this, you know, gauntlet of a schedule where it, you, you finish one game and you got another one right there. That's a massive challenge there. I think the challenge will be boredom and staying fresh and all of that stuff. I mean, teams do lose basketball games yep. to teams that to, to, to teams that they shouldn't lose basketball games to. So. Um, and particularly on the road, a team gets hot, whatever. You know, I mean, this is a team that over the last couple of years, we've seen them lose at East Carolina, right? You know, mm-hmm. so teams that should not lose. So, yeah, now, I do different think team, helps. I'll say. It, very clearly different team. And I also think it helps the depth of this team, not just in terms of that Penny can, 100%. you know, rely on the players if, if someone's not, doesn't have it. I think it will keep people fresh knowing that there are, there's always someone else there, right? There's someone else there to, to, to push you, I think will help them as they embark on the conference schedule. But the conference schedule will be a totally different challenge. It'll be you got to win every night or it'll be a bad loss. And that's a, you know, it's not, it's not as much fun, honestly, as beating Texas A&M and beating Clemson and now playing Virginia but it's what lies in front of this team. All right. I think we all in this city, compared to the national people, I think we all figured this season would be good. But eight and two, three top 25 wins, six of those wins being inside the top 100 in Ken Palm. Did you expect it to be this good? No, no. I don't think that anyone could have expected it to be this good. I guess this was within the realm of what was possible, right? I mean, I think we saw. I mean, we've said for a long time that we thought this was going to be a special season. You know, before the season began, I think there was a general feeling in Memphis that this could be Penny's best team and probably would be Penny's best team. Now, at the time, we didn't know if that would include DeAndre Williams. We thought it would include a, uh, a Jordan Brown who wasn't on his deathbed. We, um, you know, we, there, there were, there were, it was going to look a little different. But I do think, like, I think most people – who paid attention to the Tigers coming into the season said, you know what? This is Penny's best team. Like last year's team was, they had, they had two really good players. This year. So I think it was within the realm of what was possible, but no, I don't think most people expect it. You know, like just take the last two. You thought, all right, 
Memphis is a really good team. They're going to play Texas A&M. They're going to take, play Clemson. They'll probably split them. Instead, they won them both, right? So, no, I wouldn't have expected them to win them both. Um, but it's not outlandish that they have, given that the talent, given the talent that they have. I think it's within the realm of what is what what was imaginable. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. Now uh, on Friday night, uh, were you? I, were you out of town this weekend, or were you at FedEx Forum? No, on Friday? I was here. I was not okay. at FedEx Forum. So, I was here. Okay, but I've you been, still got uh, to. You got. To, you, I'm sure you watched the Dylan show on Friday. I night. did watch the Dylan show. Yeah, yeah. I've been ailing, so I've been trying to stay away from people as much as possible, so Smart it's not pass away to pass around the holiday joy. Um, so I'm finally. I think I'm finally uh, recovered. But no, I watched the Dylan show, and it was interesting because. You know, what was interesting to me about it was here a guy comes in, he has a magnificent night for Dylan. It was everything he could have possibly wanted. And in the wake of it, even dealing what was for the Grizzlies, I think, a bad loss, I don't think anyone was mad at him. Like, it is interesting. Like, I think people were like, hey, hat tip, good for you, Dylan. And part of it was the way he talks about Memphis, Honestly, well, part of it was some of it was just like we remember him busting his ass for the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. I think that's a, a big part of it. But then the other part of it is he comes back here and he talks about Memphis, you know, not like couldn't wait to get out of out of here, what a hellhole or whatever else. All he talks about how sad he is that he's not still here. Stays at his own house, really loved it here, loved the people. He spent a lot of time before the game saying hello to everybody. Courts like. Dylan liked it here, and he w- was proud to be a Grizzly, and he, was, he embraced the culture of Memphis. And, and so, yes, he had his flaws, which were, were, were well chronicled. But I think, you know, even watching him tear up, watching yep. the video, it, like, how, how do you boo that guy? Right. You know, like, I don't know. Like, he, he really liked his time in Memphis. He did everything he could for Memphis. And if anyone looks – again, I don't blame the Grizzlies for not signing him. I don't think they could have. But um, – but, if, you know, and then he comes back to as a triumphant night in the context of a season for the Grizzlies that feels lost anyway. So I wasn't mad that he, he, <laughs> that he, that he had that night at, expense, at the expense of the Grizzlies. Um, he kind of earned it. Yeah, and it feels like the perfect embodiment of Dylan Brooks in a Grizzlies uniform. With, I mean, with exception of last year during the playoffs. You know, the first half... What, one for seven, two points, second half, 24 points, unbelievable from the field, hits the dagger at the end of the game and gets to send the Grizzlies off sort of in crunch time. He, he stood up and made some things happen. It was a great embodiment of Dylan Brooks as in, in general in a Grizzlies uniform, although he was in a Rockets he, he, uniform. He drew, a, he drew a technical from Desmond Bain. Like, it yeah. was just like, he, he just, he owned the night. Now, the truth of the matter is, if you were going to get the full picture of Desmond Bain in a Grizzlies uniform, you would have gotten more of that first half shooting and less of the second half shooting. Or Dylan right? Brooks, like, Dylan that, Brooks. Dylan Brooks, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what we've seen is we've seen, you know, we, let's not glamorize what he was as a basketball <laughs> player at the end. You at know, the end, at, the, at end, the end. He was not shooting, he was not hanging 40% from three. He was not guarded. 
you know, literally. He was a guy that... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lakers did not guard. And that was at least two playoff series, two playoff years in a row where he couldn't hit a damn thing. So, um, so yeah, it, was a, it, it, was, it perfectly captured Dylan Friday night perfectly captured the best of Dylan when he was here. Um, it didn't perfectly capture the full experience because the full experience wasn't always the de- best of Dylan, but I was glad he had that. I, I root, I'm going to root for the guy. And, um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was, and then just the, everything about it, the fact that he refused to put on a, a t-shirt in the post game scrum because he was back in Memphis and he would dance. Yeah, it was just perfect. Everything about it was perfect. There was a wink to it. There was a smile to it. And there was a real sense of um, sentimentality and wistfulness that he was no longer here. So I applaud that. Um, now, last last game tonight without John Morant in a Grizzlies oh, uniform, yeah. it's it's here. Like that, it, I, I, I'm not going to act like it snuck up on me. It feels like it's been forever, but it, it is upon us, and it just feels a little bizarre. And I, I got to imagine it feels bizarre for, uh, for John Morant, too. Well, it's funny. You ask, uh, could we have imagined that the season would go this well for the Tigers? Could you have imagined, really, even after, let's be honest, the, 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 the moment when you thought this season might really be, holy crap, this isn't going to be great, is when you heard the news on that Sunday that Stephen Adams yes. was out, right? That was like, uh-oh, this isn't going to go well. But even at that point, you would never have imagined that they would have six wins, yeah. right? It's been horrific. It's been horrific. It hasn't been fun. It hasn't been like it's been, it's been basically joyless. Um, it's been competitively a you know a disaster. Well, and then There's, also and, the the home crowd get, has seen one win. <laughs> like, yeah, the home crowd has seen one win. There's been nothing fun about it. Chris Harrington in the piece that he did today at the Daily Memphian, he just chronicled the number of and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but if you compare the number of dunks. Um, the last two years. I saw that. It's on. nuts. It, and, or, or then alley-oops, whatever. Like the alley-oops number, they, they were, they, they, each of the last couple of years, I think, was, was more than 100. And this year, they're on pace for like 22. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I, th- I don't know if people can look at, at Chris's piece for the accurate numbers, but it's just been a disaster. And um, I don't think we thought it was going to be that much of a disaster. Of course, we didn't know Marcus Smart wouldn't be playing. We didn't know Luke Kennard wouldn't be playing. We, you know, there's a lot of elements of it. But 
I, I don't feel much need to watch tonight. I will, because I have to talk about it tomorrow. But it feels like, let's just let this part of this season be over and re-engage, tom- re-engage tomorrow. I did ask Jeffrey today on my show, um, did, I believe, did he believe that starting tomorrow, if the season started tomorrow, over the rest of the season, will this team be 500? Mm. Over the rest of the season, nothing, nothing counts. They're zero and zero starting tomorrow. And he said no. I think yes. I think barring some other disastrous health turns, right? You know, whatever. Jaron gets a severe but injury. But doesn't it almost feel like you want to, you like, based on the way this first part of the season has gone, these first 25, you almost feel like it's safe to bet on injuries being a being a problem. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to be. I'm not. The back yes, part. There will be injuries. I'm talking about not that. Nothing calamitous. Nothing yes. terrible. Nothing. Barring just more disastrous injuries. Just normal, you know, out for a week here or 10 days there. I can accept that. If I'm stipulating that, will they be 500 if they start at zero and zero tomorrow? I think they will be. Jeffrey is so down on the rest of the roster, right? Like, he thinks that, that, that what this has revealed is how just truly putrid the rest of the roster is, that he doesn't think even with Ja uh, back that they will go, starting tomorrow, 500. I think they will, because I think those three are so terrific together. And, and then you add in Marcus Smart, and you add in Kennard or whatever else, and I think they'll be at the very least 500. I actually think it's pretty modest to predict that, but he is not convinced, so... It, 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 but thank God that part of the season is upon us. Yes, I don't disagree with his thought process on the rest of the roster not being good, but I think Luke Kennard and Marcus Smart make a massive difference uh, with the roster at large, and John Morant definitely makes the biggest difference for the roster at large when you get to play him extended minutes. Now, you don't have to rely so on, you, on yes you don't no. have to rely on Jake Laravia and Zaire Williams if right. Ja and yeah. Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard to, are back. Right. They don't have to. They, you don't. Jake Laravia doesn't have to play a minute. So would you say yes? They will be. Uh, yes, but I, I don't think it'll be like I, I don't think it'll be resounding, resoundingly over five hundred. I think no, they'll be no, right, I, right, right at five hundred, slightly above. I think, yeah, I, I would, I would bet on that being the case. Drew said that he thought he wrote a piece today at the Daily Memphian where he, he said that he thought they'd have in order to get into the plan, which I, I think that ship has sailed. They're now seven back. Um, that they would have to go, they would have to win sixty percent of their games going forward. I don't think they have that in them. Um, Going forward, but fifty percent, fifty-two percent. Yeah, sure, they're going to win. And, and I know, gonna, I, I know, not everybody's yeah. here with me. I, it, when it comes to the play-in, I, I don't care. I, tell, like, I, I, care. I mean, the ship, the ship has sailed, sure. But I, I really, I, I think, le- I, I care about the team getting healthy and playing fun basketball and entertaining basketball more than anything that has to do with postseason basketball. And maybe that could lead to postseason basketball. Maybe that can lead you back yeah, into the play in. They could go together. But I, I again I I just don't know if my interest lies with, you know, the the success of this season at this point has nothing to do if they for me, um, on if they get into the play in or not. Right. I think there's well, other I mean, measures and, of success yeah. that we can look at. And I think and I, I, I agree with that, and this is something we've said before. To me it's not even is the rest of the season entertaining. To me it is again, I said this last week, is coming out of the season, do we have a sense of 
is our confidence restored that the franchise is on the right track? That's what you want by the end of the season, even more than entertaining basketball the rest of the way or even more than in the play-in, whatever else. If I could come away from the rest of the season when we go away for the summer saying, okay, it's a bad year, but the franchise is on the right track. I feel like they're going to be right back in the thick of it next year. Whatever has to happen, whether it's roster uh, reconfiguring or whether it is just the level of play on the court, um, that to me is the most important thing that can happen over the the next part of the year. Now talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Did you like your win by your uh, by your beloved Bills yesterday? Thirty one ten over uh, the Cowboys, who hammered the Eagles the week before. And and yeah, I, I know perfect. that the Bills are still on the outside looking into the AFC playoff picture, but they are, in my opinion, just based on where the AFC is, sort of Ravens at the top, Chiefs struggling a little bit. Jags not looking all that good. Uh, Bengals have no quarterback. Like all these different things, I, I, I look at the Bills as the, probably the scariest team in the AFC, considering where they're coming from. I think fairly, it, it would be it's fair to say that the Ravens are right now the scariest team in the in the AFC. If you were doing a power ranking of AFC, sure. how are they playing right now? Ravens would be one. But I, I guess but I I, think- I, the under the radar like riser. Yeah come playoff time, yeah. maybe peaking at the right time, I think the Bills could be that team. No, they, they sort of have a Giants, when the Giants won the Super Bowl, vibe to them. The problem is is that, is that I mean, there is a, a lot of realistic scenarios whereby they could get left out. I mean, even if they win the next two, which are against the Chargers and then the Pats, and you'll, I'm just going to go ahead and knock on everything and assume those two. Well, then the last game of the year is at Miami, that's a hard place to win. Miami's really tough. If you end up, as long as Miami loses one of the next two, and then their next two are against Dallas and against the Ravens, that game will be for the AFC East. But let's just say the Dolphins win, whatever, you know, 35-33 or something, right? There's a, there are a lot of scenarios where the Bills won't make the playoffs. And that pains me, of course, a uh, kid from Buffalo. But I honestly think it would it would be too bad for the NFL because they're very clearly – you look at a lot of these teams as diminished as they are by the lack of quarterback or whatever else. I mean, do you really want to see Gardner Minshew and the Colts in the, in the playoffs, or do you want to see Josh Allen and I the Bills? I want to see Josh Allen and the Bills. Right, but Gardner Minshew and the Colts have an easier path. And so uh, there's a lot of scenarios where the Bills could get left out, and that's their own doing. It's because they freaking inexcusably, how did this team lose to the Patriots? Yeah. How did this team lose to the Jets? How did this team lose to Denver? How, like, it's, 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 they've, they've, they've created their own hole. They're doing a hell of a job digging out of it. And, yes, even in a season of that is kind of a – has not gone – you know, I mean, hell, we had the 9-11 thing. We saw them in Germany yep. two weeks ago. They've been, hey, they've been that. rallying since then, huh? Yeah. It's been it's been a disaster of a season, but it's fun to beat the hell out of the Cowboys on national TV. Just to beat the yep. and honestly, it's fun. Like we had a caller today who called. He's from Bahrain. And he's, he serves in the Navy, and he's he's in Bahrain right now, and he's a Tiger fan. And for him, watching the Tigers at FedEx Forum uh, as he's you know up at whatever it is four in the morning. I don't know what time it was to watch that. It's a little burst of home. Like, it just gives you, it just it delights you, right, to watch. And so for me, to watch that, that game coming from Buffalo 
in the miserable weather. Like it was just perfect. Um, it will be one of the highlights of this season. You know, hopefully there are more to come in the playoffs. But yeah, that was a hell of a lot of fun. Now, because of what the Bills did to Dak Prescott, it looks like Brock Purdy is the favorite to win the MVP. I just need a yes or no answer. Is Brock Purdy the MVP of the league? I mean, is he really an MVP of his own team? Honestly, no, no. But we you know, know that the I mean, MVP it, it, goes to quarterbacks and good stories. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't, I, I, I really do think there's a serious argument for Christian McCaffrey. If that's what we're doing, right? There's a real argument for Christian McCaffrey. So, um, is anyone, given the weapons that they have? Right, Debo and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and like, is there? Does the invite is the most valuable player on that team? Let's say the Bills win, run the table, and win the next three games. Right? Are you telling me any Forty Nine er is as valuable as Josh Allen is to the Bills? No, the answer is no. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I, look, I watched Lamar Jackson play last night, and I think that he's more he valuable. Yeah, but, no, but the stats, the stats and the metrics have to match, and Brock Purdy has that in his favor right now. No, he does. He it's, does. It's crazy. Um, and it's yeah. not always the most valuable. I mean, Rich, Rich Gannon won an MVP. I brought that up earlier. I think that serves as you don't have to be an elite quarterback to, to win the most win valuable player in the league. Yeah, so there is that. Yeah. But, uh, Jeff, I appreciate it. We'll do it again Thank tomorrow. You. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Daily Memphian columnist. Also, Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, Oxbow, family-owned and operated retail store that's been making waves in Memphis for over a decade. Make sure you get to 964 June Road to see that two-story storefront where the staff is going to be friendly. They're going to show you whatever you need. They have the best possible brands for you men out there. And they, they also have some uh, great stuff for women as well with the vintage tees and everything else. But they have Grizzlies gear. They have Tigers gear. Uh, Arkansas, Alabama, you name it, they have it. Um, the brands, Genteel, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzenamain, they have all your gift uh, giving sort of uh, opportunities there. If you need uh, the, the vintage vinyl, if you need sports memorabilia, if you need hunting and outdoor essentials, they have coolers, they have koozies, they have cups that are perfect for the holidays to give to just about anyone. 964 June Road is where you can find them, off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station. And here's my gift to you as the holidays approach. You better get in on it quick because, uh, you know, Christmas is is here. It's just about here. Uh, You can go online, shopoxbow.com. That's our online store. And when you go to check out, use my promo code, The Gabe Show, all caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show, and I'll give you the gift at 20% off your online order at shopoxbow.com. Make sure you take advantage of that before Christmas is here. But shop local, shop Oxbow. Now it's time to go ahead and transition to a trip around the National Football League. That's going to be next right here on The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back rolling on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Kansas City Chiefs. Um, speaking of Longshot, it's a long shot that Kadarius Tony will actually catch a pass. It's ridiculous what we've seen. We had the offsides um, that negated one of the best plays in NFL history last week, and then this week he has a drop ball. Granted, yes, the Chiefs won 27-17 over the Patriots at the Patriots' place, but the Patriots are terrible. But he had a drop pass that led to another interception for Patrick Mahomes. I think it's five now at this point uh, interceptions 
that Patrick Mahomes has that have tipped off of Kadarius Tony's hands into a defender's hands. It's ridiculous. He leads, since he's gotten into the NFL, he leads the NFL in drop rate. Um, it, it, I, I, the Chiefs have so much they need to overcome. I know that they're going to be 12-5. and five. They're going to have a chance to go retake the number one spot in the AFC if the uh, Dolphins or the Ravens falter. But they're still struggling with pass protection. They don't have a wide receiver who can catch a pass at a high level. I think there comes a point where with Sky Moore and with Kadarius Tony, you may need to just sit them down for a week to try to prove a point, try to get them on the, on the same accord, try to get them going in the right direction. I think part of this, too, um, and I, I've heard a couple of people bring this up, Eric Bieniemy was a guy who held that offense accountable. I don't think Matt Nagy is doing the same thing as the offensive coordinator. I don't think that he's holding them to account the same way that Eric Bieniemy did. And it rubbed people the wrong way, Eric Bieniemy going after them. I get that, but... <laughs> Something has to change, and it's not changing with Kadarius Tony. And if you want to win a Super Bowl, you need Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, all hands on deck in that wide receiver room. Because here's the truth of it: Justin Watson and Rasheed Rice aren't going to get it all the way done for you. They've been solid, but they're just not going to be the guys that will fully get that done and go win a Super Bowl for you. So the Chiefs need to figure this out, and I think it starts with maybe sitting down Kadarius Tony, maybe putting him on the sideline, giving him a smaller snap count because it's clearly not working. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this kind of bothered me um, over the weekend. I believe it was a Saturday game. Um, but Demonte Kazee, uh, who was playing a high safety in a look against the Colts, um, went and hit Michael Pittman Jr. and just knocked him out of the game. And I felt horrible for Michael Pittman Jr. Um, but the truth of the matter is we talked about this with Tom Brady and what he said about the game and how the game is going in the wrong direction. We're creating bad habits. Gardner Minshew threw a damn concussion ball to Michael Pittman Jr. And DeMonte KZ, as much as he's done this in the past and he's had some dirty hits, I don't see that hit. And the intent, I'll say that, the intent was not particularly dirty. He was trying to make a play on the ball, and Michael Pittman Jr.'s head was way down low. DeMonte KZ tried to go low, so they had the head-to-head contact. But DeMonte KZ is being suspended for the rest of the year. For the rest of the season. So if the Steelers get into the playoffs, he won't be able to play in the playoffs. What are we talking about? There comes a point where, okay, maybe you can suspend him a game if they, if he's a repeat offender. But you got to take intent to, in, into account, and I don't think they did in this particular situation. And Tom Brady has spoken up again. He had an Instagram comment where he said, quote, Nobody likes seeing players get hurt, but hard hits happen. Quarterbacks should not be throwing the ball in areas where they're exposing their own teammates to these types of hits. Coaches need to coach better. Quarterbacks need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right places. And defenders should aim for the right hitting areas. To put the blame on the defense, uh, the defensive player, all the time is just flat out wrong. We need better quarterback play. It's not okay, quarterbacks, to get your wide receivers hit because of your bad decisions. And I think that is the case in the end of the day. And Demonte KZ, I think this needs to be appealed, and I think they need to figure this out because there's no reason he should be suspended for the rest of the year for the hit that he put on Michael Pittman Jr. It was incidental. It was unfortunate. Sad to see Michael Pittman Jr. get hurt, but Demonte KZ is just trying to make a play on the ball. The Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this is uh, good for my fantasy team and good for a lot of fantasy teams. Jalen Hurts, although he's been sick and he was out of practice last time they went out, he actually flew separately um, 
tonight to Seattle. He will be active tonight, so it looks like he will play even though he is sick. I don't know what that's going to mean in the grand scheme of things. We know the Seahawks are trending in the wrong direction, but it is hard to play in Seattle, much less being sick. It gets cold this time of year there. But Jalen Hurts will be playing. And for the first week of playoffs in fantasy, that's good for me, isn't it, in the 92-9 league? Shout out. Jalen Hurts, I hope he has a good night so I can get over top. So I can get over top. Now, um, this holiday season, FanDuel's giving you what you want. All your wishes are coming true with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's my promo code. G-A-B-E-K, again, G-A-B-E-K, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21-plus. And President Tennessee, first online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Now, Miles Bridges is supposed to go to Canada today. And there's an interesting story that's developing with him trying to get into the country. We'll talk about that with Small Talk next, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We are indeed live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios. And Service Master by Cornerstone, they are your local hometown responder. If you need help, if you are in a time of need, Service Master by Cornerstone will be there. They're a large franchise, largest in the 600-mile radius, but they're also the best. They've been awarded Service Master's Franchise of the Year Award, meaning they're the number one Service Master store franchise in the United States of America. It could be water damage, storm damage, mold remediation. You may have a fire and have smoke damage that you need removed. Um... But we are coming up on winter months, cold months. If you have frozen pipes, make sure you call Service Master by Cornerstone. You don't want those things to burst, and they will handle it before it gets bad. But no matter the place, no matter the size, they are here to help with the damage. Tyler, the president and owner of Service Master by Cornerstone, and his team are here to help you at moments like this. Their motto is, we don't pray for disaster. We just pray we get called when there is one. So remember that name, locally owned, locally operated. Service Master by Cornerstone, your hometown responder. Call them at 901-RESPOND. 901-R-E-S-P-O-N-D, 901-RESPOND. For my good friends at Service Master by Cornerstone, now it's time to get into Small Talk. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services. Reputable service available seven days a week. Now, there is a situation playing out right now. We're supposed to have a game here in about 30 minutes uh, between the Hornets and the Raptors in Canada, in Toronto. And Miles Bridges who we know pled no contest to uh, a felony charge of injuring a child's parent in November, um, he has started every game for the Hornets. Started, I mean, he's in their starting lineup consistently. But yesterday when he tried to enter Canada, Canada stopped him because of his criminal charges and said, you cannot get in. He tried to get in through customs. They did not allow him in. Now, there was some questions overnight about would they reverse that? Could the Charlotte Hornets sort of pull something out of the hat and see if he could get into Canada? It will not happen. So Miles Bridges will be out of the game because the legal trouble he's had has led Canada 
to not even allow him into the country. And it does bring up the question for me. If Canada does not allow him in the country, why is the NBA allowing him to play in the league? That's a, it's a fair question, right? If he cannot visit a damn country because of the criminal charges he has, pleading no contest to injuring a child's parent, why is he still in the NBA? What do, you, what do we think about that? Like, that is just wild to me. I'm glad Canada's doing this. Standing on business. <laughs> I think, We'd love to see it. I, I think it just you shows... Be it's ridiculous. It shows the seriousness of the situation and where the NBA failed. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's that simple. Very much so. It's that simple. And it's just frustrating. Because we've been here for a while, but you see these things and they keep popping up. And the fact that he can't even get into another country because of this. And he can still play in the NBA. It's just a wild... Wild thing. It goes back to the legality, morality conversation we have all the time. Just because it's legal for him to play in the NBA doesn't mean it's moral. I think Adam Silver needs to stand on business more, but we've had that discussion in the past. Now we have a half hour left in the show. We're going to spend it wisely before we send you out to the Grizzlies game. Harold Grader's next. From the, he's the Associate Executive Director from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. You're listening to Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.